Hi everyone, and um, welcome to the second episode today. Um, today we will be reading chapter um, three of Warriors, and hope you guys enjoy. That morning, as Rusty slept off his night's wanderings, the mouse dream came again, even more vivid than before. Free of his collar beneath the moon, he stopped the timid creature. But this time, he was aware of being watched. Shining from the shadows of the forest, he saw dozens of yellow eyes. The clan cats has, had, had entered his dream world. Rusty woke, blinking in the bright sunshine that was streaming across the kitchen floor. His fur felt heavy and thick with warmth. His food bowl had been topped up and his water bowl rinsed out and filled with bitter-tasting two-leg water. Rusty prepared, preferred drinking from the puddles outside, but when it was hot or he was very thirsty, he had to admit it. It was it, he had to admit it was easier than, than easier to lap up the water indoors. Could he really abandon this comfortable life? He ate, then pushed his way out of the cat flap into the garden. The day promised to be warm, and the garden was heavy with smell of early blossoms. Hello, Rusty. He had a voice from the fence. It was Smudge. You should have been awake an hour ago. The baby sparrows were out stretching their wings. Did you catch any? Smudge yawned and licked his nose. Couldn't be bothered. I'd already eaten enough at home. Anyway, why weren't you out early, earlier yesterday? You were complaining about complaining about Henry sleeping his time away, and today you're not much better yourself. Rusty sat down on the cool earth beside the fence and curled his tail neatly over his front paws. I was in the woods last night. He reminded his friend. At once, he felt the blood stir in his veins. His fur stiffened. Smudge looked down at him, his eyes wide. Oh yes, I forgot. How was it? Did you catch anything? Or did anything catch you? Rusty paused, not sure how to tell his old friend what happened. I met some wild cats, he began. What? Smudge was clearly shocked. Did you get into a a fight? Sort of. Rusty could feel the energy surging through his body again as he recalled the strength and power of the clan cats. Were you hurt? What happened? Smudge prompted him eagerly. There were three of them, bigger and stronger than any of us. And you fought all three of them? Smudge interrupted, his tail twitching with excitement. No, Rusty mewed hastily, just the youngest one. The other two came later. How come they didn't shred you to pieces? They just warned me to leave their territory. But then, but then, Rusty hesitated. What? Mewed Smudge impatiently. They asked me to join their clan. Smudge's, Smudge's, Smudge's whiskers quivered disbelievingly. They did? Rusty insisted. They did. Rusty insisted. Why would they do that? I don't know. Rusty admitted. I think they need extra paws in their clan. Sounds a bit odd to me, Smudge mewed doubtfully. I wouldn't trust them if I were you. Rusty looked at Smudge. His black and white friend 
had never shown any interest interest in venturing into the woods. He was perfectly content living with the, living with the house folk, folk, folk. He would never understand the restless longing that Rusty's dream stood in him night, stirred in him night after night. But I do, but I do trust them. Rusty purred softly, and I've made up my mind. I'm going to join them. Rusty, Smudge scrambled down from the fence and stood in front of Rusty. Please don't go, Rusty, he meowed in alarm. I might never see you again. Rusty nudged him affectionately with his head. Don't worry, my house folk will get another cat. You'll get on with him fine. You get along with everyone. But it won't be the same, Smudge wailed. Rusty twitched his tail impatiently. That's just the point. If I stay around here till they make take me to the cutter, I won't be the same either. Smudge looked puzzled. Cutter? He echoed. The vet, Rusty explained, to be altered like Henry was. Smudge shrugged and stared down at his paws. But Henry, Henry's all right, he mumbled. I mean, I know he's a bit lazier now, but he's not ha- unhappy. We could still have fun. Rusty felt his heart lift with sadness. I thought of leaving his friend. Uh, thought at the thought of leaving his friend. I'm sorry, Smudge. I'll miss you too. Off to go. I have to, but I have to go. Okay, guys, we're gonna take a short break. Um, see you guys in a minute. Uh, oh wait. Um. Yeah. My bad. Sorry. Uh, I don't know what happened. Okay. Smudge didn't reply. Smudge didn't reply, but stepped forward and gently touched Rusty's nose with his own. Fair enough. I can see I can't stop you. But at least let's spend one more time to get morning together. Rusty found himself enjoying the morning even more than usual. Visiting his old haunts with with Smudge, sharing words with the cats he had grown up with. Every one of his senses, every one of his senses felt super charged as if he were poised before a huge jump. At Sun High, at, at, as Sun High approached, Rusty grew more and more impatient to see if, see if Lionheart would really be waiting for him. The idle buzz of meows from his old friends seemed to fade into the background as all his senses strained toward the woods. Rusty jumped down from the garden fence for the last time and crept into the woods. He said his goodbyes to Smudge. Now all of his thoughts were focused on the forest and the cats who lived in it. As he approached the spot where he, he had met with the clan cats the night before, he sat down and tasted the air. Tall trees shielded the ground, the midday sunshine making it comfortable, comfortably cool. Here, here and there, a patch of th- sunlight shone through a gap in the leaves and lit up the forest floor. Rusty could smell the same cats and as the, as last night, but he had no idea whether it was old or new. He lifted his head, sniffed uncomfortably. You have a lot to learn, he had a deep voice. Even the tiniest clearing kit knows 
when other cat when another cat is is nearby. Rusty saw a pair of green eyes glinting from beneath a bramble bush. Now he recognized the scent. It was Lionheart. Can you tell if I'm alone? Asked the golden tabby, stepping into the light. Hastily, Rusty sniffed again. The scents of Blue Star and Grey Paul were still there, but not as strong as the pre- previous night. Hesitantly, he meowed. Blue Star and Grey Paul Gray Paul aren't aren't with you this time. That's right, mute Kleinhart, but someone is. Rusty stiffened as a second clan cat strode into the clearing. This is White Storm, purred Lionheart, one of Thunder Clan's senior warriors. Rusty looked at the Tom and felt his spine tingle with cold fear. Was this a trap? Long bodied and muscular, mus- muscular, I can't pronounce it, sorry. White Storm stood in front of stood in front of Rusty and gazed down at him. His white coat was thick and unmarked, and his eyes were yellow and some baked sand as some some baked sand. Rusty flattened his ears warily and tensed his muscles in prepare in preparation for a fight. Relax, before your fearsome brings unwanted attention, growled Lionheart. We're only here to take you to our camp. Rusty sat very still, hardly daring to breathe as White Storm stretched his nose forward and gave him a curious sniff. Hello, young one, murmured the white cat. I've heard a lot about you. Rusty dipped his head in greeting. Come, we can speak more once we are in camp, ordered Lionheart, and without pausing, he and White Storm leaped away into the undergrowth. Rusty jumped to his paws and followed as quickly as he could. The two warriors made no allowance, allowances for for Rusty as they sped through the forest, and before long, he was struggling to keep up. Up, their pace barely slowed as they led him over fallen trees that they cleared in a single leap, but which Rusty had to scramble over paw by paw. They passed through sharply fragrant pine trees where they had to jump across deep gullies churned up by a two-legged tree eater. From the safest of his garden fence, Rusty had often heard it roaring and snarling in the distance. One gully was too wide to jump, half-filled with slimy, foul-smelling water. The clan cats waded through it without hesitating. Rusty had never put a paw in that water, in water before, but he was determined not to show any signs of weakness. So he narrowed his eyes and followed, trying to ignore the uncomfortable wetness that soaked his belly fur. At last, Lionheart and Whitestorm paused. Rusty skidded to a halt behind them and stood panting while the two warriors stepped onto a rock that rested on the edge of a small ravine of a small ravine we are very close to our camp now meowed Lionheart Rusty strained to see any signs of life moving leaves a glimpse of fur among the bushes below but his eyes saw nothing except the same undergrowth that covered the rest of the forest floor use your nose you must be able to scent it 
the white swarm impatiently. Rusty closed his eyes and sniffed. White swarm was right. The two scents here were very different from the cat scent he was used to. The air smelled stronger. Speaking of many, uh, many different cats, he nodded thoughtfully and announced, I can smell cats. Lionheart and White Storm ex- exchanged amused looks. There will be, co- there will come a time if you are accepted into our clan when you will know each cat sent by name. Lionheart meowed, follow me. He led his way nimbly down the boulders to the bottom of the ravine and pushed his way through a thick patch of gorse. Rusty followed and White Storm looked up at the rear. As his side scraped against the Berkeley gorse, Rusty looked down and noticed that the grass beneath his paws had flattened to a broad, strong-smelling track. This must be the main entrance into the camp, he thought. Beyond the canopy, the gorse, beyond, beyond the gorse, a clearing opened up, and the ground looked at the center was bare and hard earth, shaped by many different, different of many generations of paw steps. This camp have had been here a long time. The clearing was dappled by sunshine, and air felt warm and still. Rusty looked around, his eyes wide. There was, there were cats everywhere, sitting alone or in groups, sharing food, or purring quietly as they groomed one another. Just after sun high, when the day is hottest, is a time for sharing tongues. Lionheart explained. Sharing tongues, Rusty echoed. Clan cats always spend time grooming each other and sharing the news of the day. We call it sharing tongues. It is a custom that custom that binds the members of the clan together. The cats had obviously smelled rusty for foraging, foraging, um, scent. For heads began to turn and stare curiously in his direction. Suddenly, shy, shy of meeting any cat's gaze. Rusty looked around at the clearing. It was, it was edged with thick grass, dotted with tree stumps and fallen trees. A thick, thick curtain of ferns and gorse shielded the camp from the rest of the woods. Over there, meowed Lenhart, flicking his tail toward an imperturbable imper- bull-looking tangle of brambles, is the nurse- nursery where the kits are cared for. Rusty swiveled his ears toward the bushes. He couldn't see through the knot of prickly branches, but he could hear the mewling of several ki- several kittens from the from somewhere inside. As he watched, a ginger she cat squirmed out through a sn- small gra- I'm sorry, um, gap in front in in the front. That must be one of the queens, Rusty thought. A tabby queen with distinctive black markings appeared around the bush, the bramble bush. The two she-cats exchanged a friendly look between the ears before the tabby slipped inside the nursery, nursery, murmuring to the squealing kits. The 
our kits is shared by all of the queens, meow Lionheart. All cats serve the clan. Loyal, loyal, loyalty to the clan is the, fir- is the first law in our warrior code. A lesson you must learn quickly if you wish to stay with us. Here comes Blue Star, White Storm sniffing, meow, White White Storm sniffing the air. Rusty sniffed the air too and was pleased pleased that he was able to recognize the scent of the gray she cat. A moment before she appeared from the shadow of a large boulder that lay beside them, the head of the clearing of beside them at the at the head of the clearing. He came, Blue Star purred, addressing the warriors. White Storm replied. Lionheart was convinced he would not. Rusty noticed the tip of Blue Star's tail twitch impatiently. What do you think of him? she asked. He kept up well on the return journey, despite his puny size. <laughs> White Storm admitted. He was certain certainly seemed strong for a kitty pit, so it is Agree, agree. Blue Star looked at Lionheart and White Storm. Both cats nodded. Then I shall announce his arrival to the clan. Blue Star leaped up onto the boiled, boiled <laughs> boulder and yelled, "Let all those cats! Let all those cats old enough to catch their own prey join here beneath the high rock for a clan meeting." Her clear call brought all the cats. All the cats trotting toward her, emerging like liquid shadows from the edges of the clearing. Rusty stayed where he was, flanked by Lionheart and Whitestorm. The other cats settled themselves below the high rock and looked ex- expectantly at the, their leader. Rusty felt a rush of relief as he recognized Greypaw's thick gray fur among the cats. Beside him sat a young tortoiseshell queen, her black tail her black dip- tipped tail tucked neatly over over small white paws. A large dark tabby crouched behind them. The black stripes on his fur looking looking like sh- like shadows on a moonlit forest floor. When the cats were still, Blister spoke. Thunder Clan needs more warriors, she began. Never before have we had so few apprentices in training. It has been decided that Thunder Clan will take an outsider to train as a warrior. Rusty heard indignant mutterings erupt among the clan cats, but Blue Star silenced them with a firm yell. I have found a cat who is willing to become an apprentice of Thunder Clan. Lucky to become an apprentice, Catterwald allowed voice above the rippling of shock that spread through the camp the cats rusty craned his neck and saw a pale tabby cat standing up and glaring defiantly at the leader blue star ignored the tabby and addressed all all of her clan lionheart and whitestorm have met this young cat and they agree with me that they that we should train him with the other apprentice apprentices Rusty looked up at Lionheart, then back at the clan, to find all eyes were on him now. His fur prickled, and he swallowed nervously. There was a silence for a moment. Rusty was sure they must all be able to hear his heart pulsing and smell his fierce scent. 
Now definitely crescendo of caterwauling rose from the crowd. Where does he come from? Which clan does he belong to? What a strange scent he carries. That's not the scent of any of any clan I know. Then one yell in particular sounded out above the rest. Look at the, his collar. He's a kitty pet. It was a pale tabby. It was the pale tabby again. Once a kitty pet, always a kitty pet. This clan needs wild-born warriors to defend it, not another soft mouth to feed. Landheart bent down and hissed into Rusty's ears, ear. That tabby is long tail. He smells your fear. They all do. You must prove to them, and the other cats that that your fear w- won't hold back. Won't hold back. But Rusty couldn't move. How could he ever prove to these fierce cats that he wasn't just a kitty pet? The tabby continued to jeer at him. Your collar is is a mark of the two legs, and that noisy jingling will make you a poor hunter at at best. At worst, it will bring the two legs into our territory. Looking for for the poor lost kitty pet who fills the woods with pitiful tinkling or whatever, I don't know, tickling, I don't know. All the cats howled in agreement. Longtail went on, well aware that he had been supported of his audience. The noise of your treacherous bell will alert our enemies, even if your two-legged stench doesn't. Lionheart hissed into rusty ears once more. Do you back down from from a challenge? Rusty still didn't move. But this time, he was trying to pinpoint Longtail's position. There he was, just behind a dusky brown queen. Rusty flattened his ears, narrowed his eyes, and hissed. Leaping through the starred cats, to fling himself onto his tormentor. Longtail was completely unprepared for Rusty's attack. He staggered sideways, losing his footing on the hard-baked earth. Filled with rage and desperate to prove himself, Rusty dug his claws deep into the tabby cat's fur and sank his teeth. No subtle rituals of swiping and boxing preceded this fight. The two cats were locked in a screaming, writhing tussle that flipped and somersaulted around the clearing at the heart of the camp. The other cats had to spring out of the way to avoid the screeching, whirling, whirlwind of fur. As Rusty scratched and struggled, he was suddenly aware that he felt no fear, only through the roaring of blood in his ears. He could hear the cats around them wailing with excitement. Then Rusty felt his collar tighten around his neck. Longtail had gripped it between his teeth and was tugging, tugging hard. Rusty felt terrible pressure at his throat. Unable to breathe, he started to panic. He writhed and twisted, but each movement only made the pressure worse. Retching and gulping for air, he summoned up all his strength and tried to pull away from Longtail's grip. And suddenly, with a loud snap, he was free.
Longtail tumbled away from him. Rusty scrambled to his paws, looked around. Longtail was crouching three tail lengths away and dangling dangling from Longtail's mouth. Rusty saw his collar mangled and broken. At once, leap, Blue Star leaped, leaped down from the high rock and silenced the noisy crowd. With a thunderous caterwaul, Rusty and Longtail remained fixed to the spot, gasp, gasping for, um, gasping, gasping for breath. Sorry, clumps of fur hung from their ruffled coats. Rusty could feel a cut stinging above his eye. Longtail left ear was badly torn, and blood dripped down, down his lean shoulders into the dusty ground. They stared at each other with, with. They stared that at each other, their hostile, not yet spent, their hostile, hostility not yet spent. Blue Star stepped forward and took the collar from Longtail. She placed it on the ground in front of her and mute. The newcomer has lost his tulip collar in, in a battle for his honor. Star Clan has spoken its approval. These, this cat has been released from the hold of his Tulug owners and is free to join ThunderClan as an apprentice. Rusty looked at Blue Star and solemnly nodded his apprentice, his ex- acceptance. Sorry. He stood up and stepped forward into a shaft of sunshine, welcoming the warmth on his sword muscles. The poor pool of light blazed bright on his orange pulp, making his fur glow. Rusty lifted his head proudly and looked at the other cats surrounding him. This time, no cat argued or jeered. He had shown himself to be a worthy opponent in battle. Blue Star approached Rusty and placed the shredded collar on on the ground in front of him. She touched his ear gently with her noise. Nose, sorry, not noise. (laughs) You look like a brand brand of fire in the sunlight. She murmured, her eyes flashed briefly, as if her words had more meaning for, for her than Rusty knew. You have fought well. Then she turned to the clan and announced, from this day forward, until he has earned his warrior name, this apprentice will be called Firepaw in honor of his flame-colored coat. She stepped back and, w- and with the other cats, waited silently for his next move. Without hesitating, Rusty turned and kicked dust and grass over his collar as through bearing his, bearing his dirt. Longtail growled and limped out of the clearing toward a fern shaded corner. The cats split up into into groups, murmuring to each other each other excitedly. Hey Firepaw Rusty heard Graypaw's friendly voice behind him. Firepaw a thrill of pride a thrill of pride surged through him at the sound of his new name. He turned to greet the gray apprentice with a welcoming sniff. Great fight, Firepaw, meowed Graypaw, especially for Kitty Pet. Longtail is a warrior, although he only finished his training two moons ago. That scar you left on his ear won't, won't let him forget you in a hurry. You've spoiled his good, good looks, that's for sure.
Thanks, Grandpa, Firestart replied. He put up quite a fight, though. He licked his front paw and began, began to wipe clean the deep scratch that sung above his eye. As he washed, washed, he heard his new name again echoing among the meows of, cat, of the cat, cats. Firepaw, hey Firepaw, welcome young Firepaw. Firepaw closed his eyes for a moment and let the voices wash over him. Good name too, Greatpaw meowed approvingly, jolting him awake. Firepaw looked around. Where did Longtail creep off to? I think he was heading towards Spotted Leafs. Then Greatpaw tipped his head toward the fern enclosed corner. Longtail had disappeared into. She's our medicine cat. Not bad looking either. Younger and a lot prettier than most. A low yowl next to two of the cats stopped Greypaw mid-speech. They both turned, and Firepaw recognized the powerful gray tabby who had sat behind Greypaw earlier. Dark stripe, meowed Greypaw, dipping his head respectfully. The sleek, to- sleek Tom looked at Firepaw for a mo- moment. You're lucky your collar snapped when it did. Longtail is a young warrior, but I can I can't imagine him being beaten by a kitty pet he spat the words kitty pet scornfully then turned and stalked away now dark stripe Greypaw hissed too under his breath is neither young nor pretty firepaw was about to agree with his new friend when he was about when he was interrupted by a warning yell from an old gray cat sitting at the edge of the clearing Small, 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 yeah, small ear, smells trouble, gray paw meow, immediately alert. Firepaw barely had time to look around before a young cat crashed through the bushes and into the camp. He was skinny, and apart from the white tip on his long, long, thin tail, jet black from head to toe. Graypaw gasped, that's Ravenpaw. Why is he alone? Where's Tigerclaw? Firepaw looked at, at Ravenpaw st- staggering across the floor at the clearing. He was panting heavily. His coat was ruffled and dusty, and his eyes were wild with fear. Who are, he, who are, who, who are Ravenpaw and Tigerclaw? Fire, Firepaw whispered to Greypaw as several other cats raced past him to greet the new arrival. Raven paws an apprentice, Tiger Claws his mentor. Greypaw explained quickly. Raven Paw went out with Tiger Claw and Red Tail at sunrise on a mission against River Clan. The lucky furball Red Tail, Firepaw echoed, thoroughly confused by all these names. Blue, Blue Star's deputy, his gray paw. But why on earth has Raven Paul come back alone? He added to himself. He lifted his head to listen as Blue Star stepped forward. Raven Paul, she the she cat spoke calmly, but a look of worry clouded her blue eyes. The other cats drew back, curling their lips with anxiety. What has happened? Blue Star jumped onto the high rock, looked at the trembling cat. Speak, Ravenpaw. Ravenpaw was still struggling for breath. His sighs heaved fitfully, while the desk around him 
the dust around him turned red with blood, but still he managed to scramble up onto the high rock and stand beside Blusar. He turned to the crowd of eager faces that surrounded him, summoned enough breath to declare, Retil is dead. Chapter 4. Okay, sorry guys, we gotta stop here. I might do another episode today, maybe even a bonus, depending on how short the chapter is, but, um, sorry if I pronounced, mispronounced, uh, words, you can, uh, leave voice messages if you want to help me out. Thanks. Bye. Shark Claw, out. Thank you.